Well, good evening and welcome to Outlaw Live. With uh, I'm your host, Dan Mayer, along with Miles Krieger here tonight. We are your guest hosts here tonight for Outlaw Live. As Ron is uh, taking a hiatus here from his uh, podcast. No, he'll be with us shortly. Yeah, we kind of we kind of took over this deal, I think, right? <laughs> What's going on here, guys? What's happening? We're living up to the we're living up to the name. We're outlaws here, taking over your podcast. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thanks for doing that intro. I thought that'd be cool. But uh, thank you guys for taking taking the time out here tonight. Uh, give you a, a rest last week. We could have come in last week, but man, I tell you what, I picked up the Louisville flu down there last week. Man, I was feeling pretty rough. Still hanging on a little bit, but uh, I needed that uh, day off last week. How are you guys feeling? I'm doing all right. Actually, uh, I didn't get the Louisville flu this year. I just ended up uh, almost losing the voice there, hanging on there at the very end on Saturday. But uh, we tried some different things this year to kind of get through it and try to uh, figure out a way to to make it through all five sessions without uh, killing the voice there. And I I think Miles and I, we had talked about the doing the wave, and I think that really would have did me in. I think it did last year, but I think it really – I thought I could do it, but I, I don't think it would have happened. Yeah. So, Miles, how how were you, how was your vocal cords this year on Saturday night? I, I I'll tell you, I I I made it through uh, with flying colors. In truth, compared to uh, last year, I I want to give you know kudos some to the sound system, the sound technician, and some of those guys. I feel like just being able to speak a little bit more naturally um, helped a lot. And not trying so uh, hard just to have to get over the noise through the microphone, which I think we were trying to do in the previous years. And then, um, you know, my father for years and years and years, he he uh, was a believer of what he referred to as a steroid smoothie. And he would always go to the doctor about a week before farm show and have them give a steroid shot to him to try to get ready to combat the Louisville sicknesses and things that might occur. And I started a steroid pack. I really wasn't feeling well, truthfully. Uh, uh, Saturday leading into Louisville, I told my wife, I said, I do not feel well. And so I actually started a steroid pack and took a steroid pack through Farm Show. And and in truth, uh, that was the easiest of the years that I've been able to be on the mic down there. So maybe you'll be doing that from here on out then, you're saying? At, uh... Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to be sick on the Saturday before Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> So what, what are you guys, your overall thoughts on the show this year? Uh, you think it went off better? Was there anything that could have been improved? I mean, it, it seemed like the crowd was definitely there. I think this year, really, the overall scope of the show, I think, went very well. I mean, if you take a look at, you know, we, we've got numerous headlines we can talk about, you know, that happened during the show. But as far as, like you say, the crowds and the overall competition, I mean, that has been the the biggest thing over the years has been everybody's, you know, oh, the early hooks win, the early hooks, blah, 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 you know, and you've heard that, you know, and it's like this year it showed that, you know, it didn't matter where you were, you know, it, it really, uh, I think that showed and, you know, really it, you know, there's, I think just about every class put on a show that, you know, really they, they well deserved and they, they did a great job with it. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Miles, your take. I couldn't really agree uh, or disagree with anything he said. I, I think the one thing that I have traditionally always believed about for, for Saturday night is as you're building towards your sort of crescendo and your, your peak um, with, the, with the, the pro stock class there at the end, the new format, I think, of moving the mods um, to the back kind of changed the format, uh, you know, from, from the perspective of maybe the fan, uh, but I think it helped the track, uh, you know, to not have those mods run as the very first class. Right. And I think right. the super farm tractors, if you were to ask me truly um, for Saturday night, I may tell you that was the, the most exciting class of the group um, with, you know, I think it was like three sixteenths of an inch separating third and fourth and less than less that. than a, a full inch separating third to fifth. Um, you know, that was a really awesome class. And those guys did a phenomenal job of, of just coming out and throwing everything they had. And, you know, you had the very first hook sitting there kind of watching and waiting and watching and waiting and dodging. Uh, so it was it was a you know, that was a good class. And I think, you know, from the perspective of changing that format on Saturday night, 
uh, I got to give Mike and Danny and, and the guys that made that executive call. Uh, it's way easier just to run those mods, get them behind you, yeah. uh, get the smoke tube hooked up after the two wheelers and then kind of go. Um, and, and this particular instance, they, you know, they, they did change that format and it, I think it helped. Yeah. The, what was the super farm? I think it was, it just sticks in my mind. It's kind of a memory, but, uh, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday night. The, the one that ended up winning the whoopee maker, I think was the name of it. Yeah. That's case. You see the video of that, that cover on the front of yes. his tractor, lifting <laughs> off, flipping over. And sliding right back into place. Was that crazy? I'd never seen anything like that before. Talk about having some really good luck. And yeah. it, 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 you know, you always talk about a good puller has a whole great strategy and a little bit of luck. And <laughs> that, yeah, that was the luck for the draw that night. Yeah, That's, I thought it was Photoshopped, actually, when I first saw that. I'm like, wait a minute, how'd they do And then you got looking at it. It was like, oh, okay. It's like know, a cartoon or something. It was like yeah, that. it was just, it yeah. was, yeah, one of them things, you know, but... Uh, Luckily, he didn't come off because, you know, like I right, said, they, right. they would have disqualified him. So, but yeah, uh, we've got uh, some of our our fans. Russ Dostel's a super fan. He was he's asking what from each of you was the wow factor? What stood out to you guys from this year's farm show? You I'll let you go first, first Miles. You go oh, first. Okay. I'll say, uh, I think I probably give you three or four. Um, I think, um, you know, you kind of expect Daryl Foles to do what he did. Uh, and that's unfortunate for his sake that that's the expectation. Uh, but I will tell you that I think Thursday night, Julia Ray's pass uh, and Friday night, Rhett Parrish's pass uh, okay. were both pretty big wow moments, especially red tractor at the back of the class, kind of coming late uh, doing what, what Rhett did. Um, I think Jared and Bethany Nelson going one, two as a husband and wife for the first time in his history in the two wheel drive class is a pretty neat accomplishment. Um, I will tell you that I think Brandon Simon made two absolutely phenomenal, you know, yeah. hooks with his tractor. I think Cameron Neves deserves a big shout out because yeah. I think his, uh, position there in the finals, uh, was warranted and, and sort of, you don't ever want to say a long time coming, but Cameron did say that. So I still, I feel comfortable <laughs> being, being able to say something like that. Uh, you know, those, those were all, you know, pretty big wow mo moments, uh, I think like from the tug on your heartstrings sort of moment, uh, Tim Kane, um, welcoming back Bill Voris. Um, yeah. that was a pretty, you know, pretty neat deal as well. Um, so, so those for sure. And then, you know, like, I think each of those particular classes has something unique that they bring to Louisville. Um, the light pro class was really good on Saturday afternoon and, and incredibly competitive as well. So, I think they that that class as a whole deserves that sort of highlight moment, and then obviously the dual of fuels and a diesel uh, coming out there and and Colin winning. I, I, those are, you know if I had to give you ten, I'll keep going, but uh, <laughs> I probably just gave you seven. You ju you just used up half of my uh, wow moments, there, Miles. I should have. <laughs> you should have gone first. <laughs> but you know what though? I, I'll add to it though. I'll add you know Kevin Lindstrom in the limited pro class. Um, just the dominance that he showed, which is surprising because I believe this is his third or fourth appearance here and never had won the finals. So that was pretty cool that, you know, he came out, swept his heat and then came out and won the finals. That was just in dominating fashion, really. I mean, he, you know, you see that pass again, you're just like, wow, that was that was something. Um, I'm going to lump together all the pro stock preliminaries. You know, Miles had mentioned, you know, each night, I mean, that whole bunch, that whole week you know, what we saw from the preliminary rounds were really great. I mean, you mentioned all the winners and, you know, Friday night, you know, the John Deere's getting, you know, shut out of the winner's circle right. um, that, you know, you just, you never see that, you know, and, and uh, you know, we'll add Ted Skelton with the, uh, his truck there figured something out in Louisville. I mean, he has just been, he's been, you know, two wins here and he's been third, fourth, second. I mean, he's just, uh, he's figured that place out and that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And like you say, the, you know, um, the duel with the fuels was really good. Um, and then the light pro, we had that pull off with the Canadian and uh, Kurt Afdahl and, and Kurt, you know, back to back. And, you know, like you say, that that pro limited pro class or the light pro, I should say, um, they are really starting to, you know, they put on shows like that. They're going to have themselves a couple sessions here. Yeah. I would imagine in a couple of years, it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's inevitable. I mean, they you put on a show like that 
and you're, you know, you're going to earn your way into uh, another session, I would think. And, and that, that is, your quality is there. Yeah. So. yeah, that is a great class. You know, it, it hasn't taken hold out here west of the Mississippi as much as it has back where you guys are. But they're starting, we're starting to see more tractors converting over to 540s uh, to mm-hmm. run that class. I love the class. I love the RPM, the, the tire speed. So, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely one to watch in the future. Um, got some folks checking in here. Danny Lambert watching from Royal Virginia. Uh, Ryan Freeman down in Texas. Uh, says Louisville is hands down amazing. What other shows do you guys announce during the year that rank among the top? I'll let Dan, you go first. All right, I'll, I'll go first on that one. Um, I'd have to say during the summertime, um, I, I, I do quite a few shows. So, I mean, it's really hard to say, like, which one's your favorite. Um, I would say, like, uh, Hillsboro, Wisconsin's always up there. Um, I love the show down in Benson, North Carolina. Um, Earl and his group down there do a great job. Of course, the, uh, the Simons up at, uh, Farley, Iowa, uh, that's always a, a favorite Bowling Green, you know, Bowling Green's Bowling Green, you know, yeah. that's, uh, uh, that's, you know, it's, a uh, for Miles and I, it's, it's a lot of work. Um, you know, five sessions, go, go, go. And it's, you know, it's kind of like a Louisville during the, you know, the summertime, but it's, uh, it, you know, we have a lot of good help there too. You know, we, we work with a couple other guys and, you know, so I'd have to say those are, you know, those are up there with, uh, you know, the uh, rank among the top, you know, that drew during the summer. Miles? I'm, uh, I'm pretty lucky to get to go to Toma and um, uh, I'm pretty lucky to get to go to Chapel Hill, obviously. Uh, and those two hooks for me have been, uh, I'd never been to Toma until I went up there in 2011 with Jared and Bethany Nelson. And I went there as a fan. And I was absolutely hooked. And so I have been really, really lucky to get to be a part of that show since 2014 and and uh, enjoy it tremendously. And uh, Dan and I uh, are going to get to work together uh, in Chapel Hill, uh, you know, this summer. And um, kind of a hard deal because one of my all-time favorite pulls and a show that I would have been on the microphone for the 20th year this year is on top of Chapel Hill this year for some reason. Uh, the schedule's aligned in yep. Henry, Illinois. Um, which is America's pull falls on Chapel Hill. And so I had to kind of evaluate to do I go back to 1987 and the first year I went to Chapel Hill with my old man and what it means to go to the Lions Super Bowl of the South or do I go to America's pull for my 20th year? And <clears throat> so um, that has been one of my all time favorites and uh, certainly the hospitality and the sweetness of those folks. Uh, passing out the O. Henry bars and giving everybody that kind of experience and starting pulling at five o'clock in the afternoon and pull till about 11 and see the best that pro pulling league has to offer dan and i get to go do a pretty awesome show again here in about a month uh we get to go right back to freedom hall uh which is pretty cool uh that mac trailer event uh is, yeah. has become I, I will tell you uh two years ago it was the most fun show that i got to do the whole year we just had a ball and then had a lot of fun and uh kind of about unique, that pulling yeah. the opposite direction and and some of those sorts of things and then you know i i, I have been really really lucky uh, to get to go to awesome places and announce shows. And, and I'm hoping to get to do a few more this year um, and go to a few other places and kind of add. So if we get to have this conversation in a year from now, I'll be able to tell you some others. I, I have told you and I have told Kurt, uh, there's no secret. I want to come your way and, and, and try to announce some events um, out there as well. And, and obviously um, I got to fit that around the sheep show schedule because we go show and sheep and um, that's kind of our, our, our thing. Well, we've got a news flash here, Miles. It just came came over the ticker here. Can you see the screen there? Is is this is this breaking news here? Miles really, really wants to come to Rock Valley. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't think Miles is going to make it to Rock Valley this year. I think Rock Valley is actually on top of a pro pulling league event in Fairfield, Illinois. Um, I think the way that those dates fall, which I could be wrong, but I think it is. Um, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's the. Uh... Fairfield, Jerseyville, PPL side, I think. I say Fairfield is the 12th. Yeah. I think that's when Rock Valley falls right. um, this year. Am I right, Ron? Uh, yeah, I've got the schedule. It, yeah, it's a week. Yeah, I know what you're talking about with the scheduling pulls falling on top of other pulls from the scheduling side of it. Yeah, this year has, has been a headache with that. So, And Rock Valley falls on top of some other pulls. 
which we had to, you know, Rock Valley is our biggest event. So it takes precedence over those events. So yeah, Rock Valley is uh, July 12th and 13th. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's, uh, I got home. I, I told Kurt, if I can, if I can make it, I'm coming. Um, but I, I had already kind of committed myself to Mr. Mears and told him that I would be there and, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited about, uh, getting to announce at Shy Diesel's event again. I did that for several years and now I get a chance to do that one again. And then, um, looking forward to, you know, helping my boss at promote an event, uh, this fall that, uh, I hope I get to come back on here and talk with you about a little bit later this this spring and early summer, just to kind of let the fans know what's going to happen and kind of what we're going to do. So, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd definitely be cool. I, you know, I, I've announced with you miles. It's been, it's been a few years ago. Uh, it was COVID yes, year. If I remember right. Uh, we got to announce together. Haven't got to pleasure to announce with Dan yet, but I thought we were going to get to in Illinois this, this spring, but you know, some politics took over there. And, uh, I, I'm not going to be on the announcing crew, but uh, I want to, I want to get some of these, remarks out here where people are are uh, chiming in here guys so ron when are you gonna set this all up for uh, miles and i to come out west there and work a show with you and <laughs> uh, matt the schedule is scheduling i think b between the three of us would be pretty tough but i mean if we could make it happen that would definitely be cool uh, yeah I, I i i have i mean i've there's zero secret about it you know two of my all-time favorite people in this world are tammy and richard morris and uh, I want to come and, and be out there with them some and, and hit some events. I was super lucky in 2006 and 2007 uh, to get to do some events with Mr. Bennett and, you know, ran with the outlaws. And I have no, there's zero secret in me saying that I got to cut my teeth when I really wasn't uh, the announcer that I am today. I was really out, out there touring with the outlaws and I want to come back and, and get to experience some of those events when I can. And sadly enough, that might not be for 10 years. It might not be for 15 years till these kids of mine are are, yeah. are able to go show some sheep and do some stuff with dad, uh, you know, maybe at a tractor pull. But but right now um, we're 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 pretty high, high on going and going sheep showing. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. You do that as a family. It's a family thing. You know, you got to do it. Uh, Brandon Lee chiming in saying, uh, Dan and Miles, you guys were great. The farm show is special. You guys help help make it that. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah. Good uh, to see Brandon. Oh, there us, you, there they are. He's giving us the weather report from uh, Harvard, Illinois. It's storming in Illinois. Uh, well, I will tell you, in Kansas City, it was 75 today. It's going to be 19 at 7 o'clock in the morning. So uh, Midwest weather, you got to love it. 55-degree swing there. Uh, Cole Lundahl, he's one of our super fans with the Outlaws. Is, uh, I guess a special moment for him is Jamie Yonke making it as far as she did being the first hook and surviving uh, nine of 12 tractors with the best in the country on her. She proved day. herself, no doubt whatsoever. Absolutely. Like that yep. was, that was a, uh, a fantastic shot. And she did get to experience that corner. She also got to experience the uncomfortable sort of, you know, that, that bubble life on <laughs> bubble, the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's difficult. Yeah. It was like halfway through the class. It looked like she was going to survive. And then, you know, everybody found the road where it was at and, and they all you know, passed her up there. But, uh, but but a great uh, rookie job for her. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Season. We we talked about. I I think there was what did we figure? There was almost fifty rookies this year that had oh. never pulled in there in that particular class. You know, you had Frank Keener; he pulled there before, but never in two wheel drive, and so on and so forth. But I think, I mean, true rookies. I think we had like forty six or forty seven. Oh, that's awesome. And and they and they did awesome. I mean, they really you know pulled really well. I mean. If you go down the list and look and see what everybody did, it, you know, really everybody did a great job for first time there. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see who uh, who makes it back next year. Um, Zach Howell, big kudos to those guys on the committee. You know, I, I think there was a whole lot of discussion uh, when that initial list hit of why and how and who. And um, I don't think there was anybody in that show uh, that that didn't didn't prove themselves or, you know, didn't earn their right and show that they, they should have been there. And, and I, you know, when there's 192, uh, app, you know, entries out of 400 applicants or more, Dan, you probably know better the number, but, um, goodness, I, I don't envy their position. Um, and I certainly envy the outcomes that they get because, 
you know, Mr. Bauer had the sled set pretty awesome most of the week. And um, I think Mike and Danny just, they just do a good job. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you talk about, you know, rookies performing. Okay, take like the light pro stock class, you know, Hank Dirksen from Canada. How many people had never seen him before? Right. Here he comes out there and and, and runs with Kurt Aftal, makes a full pole. And like, hey, this guy's for real. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, we saw, you know, undefeated. You know, he never lost a pole all summer. I'm like, okay, well, what what's he run with? You know, what what's the deal here? He showed it. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> one tough customer right there. You know, that was pretty yeah. neat. I'd love to see more of the Canadians make it down this way, you know, that uh, like like it was in the 80s and 90s. You know, there were lots of Canadian pullers that came down and pulled with us. It seems like we've kind of lost that a little bit. Not as many come down this way. But um, Zach House does a great job on the mic, as always, Dan and Miles. Um, Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. There was a question here I wanted to get to you guys. Trying to get the computer to work. It's not working for some reason. So I'll say that feedback's awesome. And and you know, sometimes sometimes Dan and I receive criticism too. Um, and I don't think either one of us are are afraid to to have that. But I think um, you know, the microscope in Louisville and the challenges that exist, you want to give everybody their personal experience in Louisville. Yep. There's 192 and and uh you want to give everybody. And Dan and I are blessed to get to know a lot of these people that pull there. But there are some people we don't know that pull there. And uh, so, you know, we spent, I don't know exactly how many hours Dan had, but I can tell you that from from the infancy of the day the list was posted to the day that I rolled into Louisville through Saturday afternoon, I probably had 40 hours of, of time spent researching and studying and making notations and just trying to be able to to have something to say. Yeah, yeah I agree. Did. It's it's about, you know, two months worth of, you know, nights working here, working, you know, trying to trying to figure out what, you know, what what people want to hear, what, you know, a lot of yeah. people you don't even know. You know, that's that's the, the big part, you know, is, you know, trying to research who's who's done what, where they've done it. And, right. You know, that's that's do you guys keep notes for things like that. When you do your research, do you have like a note card for each class uh, there at Louisville? For those pullers that you don't necessarily uh, see all summer long in the organizations that you announce with, I do. I, I keep a you know notes you know on a certain puller, or pretty much all the pullers, just to just to keep you know as far as you know who's done what because you get mixed up pretty quick. You know when you start talking back and forth about something, and you know you you might forget a little you know a hot topic that you wanted to talk about, sure. and you know that's that's really what you know. I just I just keep them on a you know, sheet of paper and just kind of keep some hot topics. And that's what he's I usually got a, do. He's got a 60 year archive too, you know, so <laughs> his pulling reference site doesn't hurt one bit for us to, to be able to draw off of. And there he, he usually knows when I am uh, doing my research because he usually gets a text message that says, Hey, need to confirm something. And then he has to go back into his studies and uh, come back and give me a little bit of information, you know, but I think the one thing is, is, you know, for, for Dave, when Dave came in, I think the internet was really kind of going, um, but for dad and Harold or dad and Scott Douglas, I honest to goodness, I don't know how you could have ever done it unless you just flat traveled the circuit and knew them because, um, I, I, you know, without the internet and us being able to jump on your app and look at the outlaw app and pull that data off and, and being able to, you know, I mean, we had guys, I would say I'm probably spitballing here, but I would bet there were probably 40 organizations, 35 organizations that were I, represented I in the field this year. Yeah. And some of those organizations, we just, you know, they deserve to be highlighted. We should highlight them even more probably. Um, but goodness, it, it's, <laughs> you know, you start Googling the tractor name and the driver just to see if you can figure out where they ran and, and dig a little bit. Um, and then from there, you know, once we get, once we get a little bit more notes from from the driver themselves, we can kind of figure out their profession and and that kind of deal. And then, you know, awesome to get to meet and shake a hand in Broadbent and kind of put a name and a face together to know somebody, too. So I think we're both blessed that we have the flexibility that we spend our days down there in Broadbent kind of getting a chance to talk a little bit. 
Now you're, you, you know, talk, you know, going back, you know, you, I talking to your dad, he had said that he'd always use the book. He would always bring the book with him because that's really all he had to go off of. Now, when yep. I say the, when I say the book, what that, it's all the applications for the pullers that get accepted and the committee makes up a book with all the classes in there. So, you know, who's pulling and they've done that for years and years and years. But like you say that, you know, that was really the only thing you know, all them guys back then had to work off of, you know, like you say, unless you, you know, you worked with them on the circuits, which your dad did a lot of them, but there was a lot of guys that, that he didn't as you know, didn't go see a lot either, you know, yeah. so that uh, you look back on the old shows and it's like, you know, he just must've done a lot of politicking and talking during the day. Cause yeah. you know, he, uh, he definitely, you know, it, when, when it came time to perform, he was right there, knew, you know, knew who they were and ready to go. You know, a lot of folks probably don't even realize the research that you have to do. I mean, especially a pool like the National Fire Machinery Show, bringing all these organizations together just to hit the highlights of, you know, those organizations or those pullers that are pulling there. Uh, it is a lot of work. Uh, I mean, uh, kudos to you guys for, you know, for, for getting all that done this year and putting on a great show. But, uh, Miles, I want to say to you about your dad, I think the only time I ever saw him speechless for a moment was... I think it was uh, maybe it was Virginia. It was old TNT pool, and he was he was interviewing Chris Holdorf. <laughs> um, you know how <laughs> you didn't know what you were going to get with him. He was kind of like John Force, uh, yep. but he wasn't always didn't always have the PG mouth about him. <laughs> he called Ken Lamont a turd in front of your dad. <laughs> your dad, this look on his face, I can still see it today. You guys recall seeing that? You remember seeing that? Video? Oh yeah, yeah, I got the video of that. Yeah. Yeah, Lamont will beat me. The turd, he said. Yeah, you know, I dad dad was there. There were a few I, I know that he you know Holdorf was always a good interview. He was funny um, and had no no worries whatsoever. Had no filter and just went after it. So, so uh, Daniel is asking, what is your greatest memory of an event that you announced overall? Any event. I'd have to say there's two. I'd have to say the Don Masterson run at the farm show in 2019. And then the first time that I interviewed uh, Mr. Bohr uh, in Hillsborough, Wisconsin, back and had to be 15 or so. Um, let's just say it wasn't PG. It was uh, <laughs> it was the first time that I had to take the microphone and and pull it away and uh yeah, he was, uh, he was, he was, he was, he was on a roll. Let's put it that way. And yeah, we had to, we had to end that one pretty quick. That had to be, uh, the, the two memories that, that stick out the most for me, as far as announcing goes, that was, uh, that was interesting. Uh, I won't say my greatest one, uh, because the one that, the one that kind of has followed me around for the last uh, 15 years is one that I don't like to repeat, but, uh, um, Needless to say, 2003, my brother and my dad and I got to announce at Henry. That was my very first year on the mic at America's Pool. It was Jeremy's very first year on the mic. Um, Jeremy and I had done a couple of events in 02 um, for the ATPA at that time. Uh, but in 03, we got to go there and we got to go to Brandenburg together. And uh, so that was, you know, that's one that I'll never for I'll never forget it. Um, Jeremy came home from his honeymoon pretty well and went, we went straight to Henry uh, that next week and, and had a blast and, and just kind of got to work together and then you know, I, I think turning on the microphone for the first time ever uh, in Louisville um, is is something that I I won't ever forget. But last year, 2023 Friday night was the first time I ever did the opening ceremonies. And it was also the first time I ever did it without my dad. Um, and as I turned the microphone on and well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Miles Krieger. Welcome to Freedom Hall um, to tell you that. You know, I, I didn't, I, I immediately turned the microphone off from the opening ceremonies and buried my head in my sister's shoulder. Uh, and just, that was when the emotion kind of overcame me. Um, and, and it was for multiple reasons. The first one, obviously I didn't have my dad anymore, but the second one was more of the, I'm here. You know, I've been coming to that poll since I was a little baby. My, my hometown was Louisville. I mean, my dad and mom, I grew up 15 miles from Louisville. So 
for everybody else, it was a, a trip for the year. For me, it was a hometown pool. And I thought, man, how cool am I to have this as my hometown pool? Uh, you know, all my friends are coming to my town and they're going to come hang out at my house and we're going to have a blast. And so uh, to get to be on the mic and, 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 and truly kind of hit that opening ceremonies last year on Friday night. Um, and there's a, a photo that Cody Vanderholm had taken, I believe, uh, that that still to this day is, is probably one of the coolest photos I have. And it was just me loving on my sister. Uh, she was in the audience. We were, my brother, my sister, and I all three were just full of, of raw emotion and, and experiencing yeah. that. And, and so uh, and then, you know, obviously, uh, first time on the microphone uh, in Toma with Kenny Mack. Um, that was a pretty awesome experience, too. Awesome. Kurt, Kurt Van Beek, he's, he's throwing this out there saying, talking about Miles not being able to make it to Rock Valley, and he's, he's throwing the invite out to Dan now. Man, I'm replaced already, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm already, I'm at the other pool that you're not at uh, for the PPL. I'm in, you're I think I'm Jersey in Jerseyville, Bay. and you're in yeah. Fairfield, I think. So that, yeah, yeah that, uh, that weekend, unfortunately, is taken. Sorry. Yeah. I saw David Hunt's comment on there too. He's got a, a square body Chevy he's down there working on, probably. Uh, probably. Good guy, though. <laughs> good, good guy, David Hunt. He pulls with us. Hey, there's the a guy. Park. Welcome back to Louisville and welcome yes. to the final, sir. Yes, absolutely. In fine fashion. We should add that. Yep. And they're gonna they're gonna come run with us some, I think, this summer, Dan. So we'll get to see him a little bit. Yeah, that's well, what, he, uh... he showed last year when he came up to Canton. They uh they brought their A game with them. And I think a lot of the guys there at Canton were like who are these guys like, you know, and uh, yeah, they came out there and boy, they showed uh, very well. And the outlaws have, you know, have done that traditionally, you know, wherever they show up they're you know, can run with anybody. And that, uh, that was the cool part about Cameron this year, you know, running, having the issues that he did last year with the tractor. And then right. this year coming out and just, uh, you know, running as awesome as he did. That was, you know, and then of course with dad being sick and it just, uh, it, that worked out very well. So hopefully, Hopefully George is back home and, you know, we, uh, you know, everything. Uh, I, I, I think Cameron he is. He friended me on Facebook a couple of okay. days ago. I, think yeah, I talked to Cameron actually... on the Monday after and he, he, his dad was not out yet. Okay. Uh, but they were thinking they were going to get to leave on Tuesday. And Cameron said he just carried the trophy in and set it down in the hospital room. And, and cool. we got to have a pretty good visit with his dad. So that was pretty neat. Yeah, Cameron was pretty pumped. I was pretty pumped for him. I, you know, not running that combination all year. He runs it twice a year at Louisville and the Pullers Championship, and come in there and, and rip off a second place. I mean, uh, Brandon Simon wasn't going to be denied. He he had an awesome pull, like you right. said, both both times. And but for Cameron to go in there and and steal that second place away was pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool for for that family and. And for the outlaws in, in general, I think. He didn't steal anything. He earned it. I mean, he really <laughs> went in there. And and then, of course, uh, qualified here for the, the Mac Trailers Winter Nationals. So that'll oh. be interesting to run in the Modifieds this year. So, yeah, that'll be. Uh, did he, did uh, he commit Cameron? That? Yes, he did. He's he coming. said he was awesome. going to be there. Yep. So. Awesome. So we'll see. Hopefully he can carry. We're, we're revealing carry a secret, I think, Dan. <laughs> Breaking news. I, I need that news oh. flash to pop up on the screen. I need that that graphic. Uh, Russell. Yeah, and, and I see that comment right there. That was yeah. something I almost said. Um, you know, you know, you don't necessarily know if you highlight that or not. Um, <laughs> but Ike, Ike was pretty pumped. And I will pumped. say, you know, I've had some conversation after that. Um and I was probably a little critical of Ike for not backing out of it. But after further discussion and understanding, they do not have the option after a sled reset. So I think yeah. the thought process in Ike's mind was, I'm going to drive this thing until I can't anymore and not worry about whether or not I back out of it and they, you know, they don't change the sled type of thing for a rookie. Now, whether or not that's the true thought process, I have not talked to Ike about that, but I do think that's something um, that was discussed. That's right, yeah, because Claypools were the only where they were the first puller. Yeah. So they were, yeah, they were, they were the test puller, and that was it. And yeah, the interesting broke. part about that, though, with the you know, we talk about you know where he ran into the wall and everything. This year, the the committee they moved that wall up more, so really the track was only two forty you know, to the sand pile. And then yep. they put, they put new, you know, I think it was like uh six or seven feet. They had to have like a safe, they wanted to have like a, 
safety barrier between that and the, the main walls of Freedom Hall. So they moved them barriers up, you know, up the track more. So they actually shortened the track a little bit this year. Yeah, I think 253, 252 used to be kind of like in the in the sand pretty good. And this year, our sand distances were like 245 and 246. Right. You know, so they accomplished, but like you say, all that work they did on the wall and two trucks in, they were already, you know, already we working had a block on it. Knocked you know, over port- and one yeah, cracked. We, and- you know, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think somebody quoted him as saying he was going to drive it through the sand pile. So he literally he did. did what he was going to do. He did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mission uh, accomplished. <laughs> Miles, one of your fans there, you you talked about Tammy Morris. I love her. I love her and Richard very much. They're good people, and they've always been welcoming to me. You know, when you, when you load up and you go to a brand-new event in a brand-new area where you don't know anybody and you're announcing an event for people who you've never met before, uh, I can tell you that Tammy and Richard and and the Van Genderen family at that time they were running outlaws and and yeah. they were they were very very quick to greet me and be sweet to me as well. So um, you know it's awesome to have have some folks and have a familiar face and somebody that you can turn to when you're that far away from home and you don't know anybody. Yeah, the Morris the Morris trailer is always a good one to stop by after the pool's over too because there's always I've been fed before. <laughs> I was fed in Mexico and I was out there with you just you know for uh, for the honor flight event there in 2020 so uh todd vaughn the starting on time a great pa announcer makes or breaks the show for him so uh, i'll tell you we have to start on time um <laughs> you know we we follow a a pretty very i guess a very close kind of procedural deal and you've obviously seen those uh you've kind of are aware of how everything flows being uh, somebody who comes and sings the anthem as well but um you know, there are times where we figured out, I think by Friday, we figured out, okay, we've got to stretch just a little bit here and we've got to shorten just a little bit here. Uh, and we're going to be right on the money because our hope is that we get that cue for the countdown video. And, you know, we hit that, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Farm Credit Mid-America presents the, you know, most powerful pull on dirt, let's go type of thing. And we hit that at 659 and 59 and you hear some noise and we go pulling. So you got to be ready. Got to be ready. Sammy Morris. Oh, that's for me. Yeah, uh, you did. There you go, Ron. There now, you, yeah, you do a great now, job. I, I will tell you, uh, you and, and both of the young ladies, I mean, we had Miss Kentucky and then the young lady from Western Kentucky who sang, and, and I think she sang the final three sessions maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, she Friday did night, Friday, Saturday, 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 Saturday yep. night. But, but all three of you did a phenomenal job and i will say i think it helped us like it's much more personal and much more uh i guess a better experience for me from the announcer side to have you down with us as opposed to have you up in the roost where you were last year i don't know what you're from the perspective of the singer if you you had a different sort of experience ron or not but but i i certainly prefer having you down there with us Oh, I prefer he like being like he, he kind of like being like Elvis up there, you know, in front of the flag <laughs> and all that. And <laughs> I prefer it down on the track. I actually, I think I the sound was a little better uh, down on the track as well. Um, but yeah, I liked it down there better than than up there and uh, where they had it last year. So um, I did. Was that the first time they did that? Was last year? Yeah, yeah. Crying? That's the only yeah. time I've ever experienced that. It was something to do with the spotlights. They couldn't something they had the wrong spotlight or something and that didn't work so they yeah that's why they they pulled an audible there and you know this year they had the right spotlight on you know both sides and they had it you know whoever you know the choreography there they you know they really had it down this year they really you know really had everything good to go and like you say the sound engineer was excellent this year and uh, you know that that it made it nice so you could walk through the farm show and not have 30 people come up to you and say, Hey, we couldn't hear you in so-and-so and so-and-so. And, and, you know, this year it was, Hey, we can hear you, you know? So that was, that was a lot nicer, you know? Yeah. A couple of years ago, that was the case when I was there, you you could hear in certain parts and certain parts, you, you could hear nothing. You could tell you were talking, but that was about it. But yeah, it sounded really good this year. The sound technician came up to me on Wednesday night when the mods were running and he said, I just want you to know if you're going to talk when them loud things are running, you're going to have to yell. <laughs> and I said, then I just won't talk, buddy, because it's Wednesday night and I got to have a voice on Saturday night. Yeah. We're, like, we're not going to happen. Nope. <laughs> As they're going down the track. No, we won't be doing that. 
uh, Tim Skelton. I, the top moments. Uh, yeah, let's hear them. Um, I don't know. It was pretty cool the first time I took the mic from from Dave Bennett when uh, Dave Bennett was retiring uh, from the Outlaws. He kind of wanted to put his seal of approval on who was replacing him. And I think the deal was pretty much already done. I had announced a little bit with him, and then we went to a pool in uh, Mound City, Kansas. And I was supposed to announce with him. And like just a few minutes before starting the show, he said, I'm going to do the opening ceremonies. I'm going to hand you the mic. I'm going to go sit down and listen. It's your show. So, you know, that was my first full uh, gig alone with, with the Outlaws. And, of course, announcing with Dave and Fred uh, at uh, Rock Valley. Um, you know, I, I, I tease Fred, we tease him and call him, you know, tell him he's a legend and you know, like, it's an age thing, but no, I mean, he's a, a really good, great announcer. Um, but those are probably my top, uh, top, uh, things been announcing uh, my high points there. I tell you, um, Mr. Bennett getting a chance to, uh, I will never pick on him, uh, ever, but traveling out there for the very first time and rolling in to diamond, Missouri. And you just have to understand, like, please don't ever think I'm judging. But, you know, the very first event that I came to that was an outlaw event was in Diamond, Missouri. Okay. And when we got there, we got there a day and a half before the show. And I kid you not, we rolled into the middle of a field. <laughs> and there was nothing. There wasn't a pulling track. There were no bleachers. There were no lights. Nothing. And within 12 hours... Doug Roberts and this whole group had flatbed trailers and they had bleachers hauled in and they stacked a set of bleachers in front of the, the flatbed trailer. And on top of the flatbed trailer, they had light plants everywhere. And I thought, Oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> and then, you know, I meet Mr. Bennett, Mr. Bennett keys up the mic and immediately starts tearing into his mother-in-law and <laughs> telling all these jokes about his mother-in-law. <laughs> and I, you know, like I just, I came from Army Armstrong and my dad and people out here um, and uh, guys like Harold Walliser. And, you know, Harold was, Harold was quick-witted and would tell a joke like crazy, but I'd never had heard him tear into his mother-in-law or anything <laughs> like that. So I, I got to tell you, my first official experience and just kind of getting to go uh, to an outlaw event I remember calling dad as we left diamond and we left diamond that night and drove all the way back to Indiana. And I remember calling dad and telling him like, dad, I, I don't, I don't know how to, how to really reflect on this. <laughs> he, he, he broke, he, you know what? He kind of went away from the mother-in-law jokes for a long time there. And then, then last summer, you know, he came back to rock Valley for their 20th anniversary pool. They brought back Dave and, and, and Fred and myself were there and, he, he told a couple of mother-in-law jokes that he threw them in there. So for old time's sake, last year at Rock Valley. Yeah, he's uh, got a stack of them. <laughs> Doug Meisinger says it's when it's really nice to have a group of announcers at large events that know the people from that area. Amen. Uh, or, or announcers that do their research for sure. Uh, Tammy Morris says congratulations to David Hunt with his two-wheel drive truck and making the finals. I'll second that. Congratulations. Uh, Jeff, is that stiff? Miles, come to Brandenburg, Kentucky and announce. Yeah, Jeremy will be there, Jeff. Um, that is a, that's a sheep show weekend. And so I, I made the executive decision about five years ago, six years ago to, to go to Fort Recovery. Um, when my dad retired, I was blessed to get asked to go, uh, to, to Fort. And I did that show for three years and the last two years, uh, this beautiful girl that's sitting right over here next to me. She was showing sheep. And so I drove from the sheep show to the tractor pole, announced the tractor pole, drove through the night back to the sheep show, watched her show all day on Saturday, drove back to the tractor pole. And by the time I got to Fort Recovery on Saturday night, I was a zombie and I was really not a very good announcer at all. And I just so happened to be um, the year prior, I'd done the kind of memorial for Larry uh, and losing Larry Kester. And, and so uh, the next year I got there and I realized like I've just overextended myself far too much. And it just so happened I got to talk to Greg Randall at Louisville last year and he said, hey, I think we're going to, you know, potentially do something here. And I said, you let somebody do something. We're going to go to the U Sheep Expo and show sheep again. So um, I, I will not be a Brandenburg. That is always going to be 
that's going to be a family weekend as we either go showing or we prep for the Indiana State Fair, which is about uh, 10 straight days of of uh, Indianapolis showing. Is she your secret weapon there, Miles, keeping you keeping you in check and telling you what to say? <laughs> over there? She's, she's keeping me in line and, and uh, you know, she she's cool in the sense that she'll go pulling with dad. And uh, she doesn't mind to go, and and uh, and she would like to go more, I think, probably. But we just haven't worked that out entirely because Dad goes and spends more days away than she probably needs to right now. But uh, as we get to where she's a little bit older, I hope that we can, and we're getting ready to experience some exciting stuff here in terms of uh, showing sheep and a little girl that wants to play softball and a little boy that's playing soccer, and and so we we may go in several several directions here <laughs> in the well, coming coming years. For sure. So now, Miles, I think we have a pretty good idea how you got into pulling. You can tell your story, but Dan, sure. how did how did you get into pulling? How did you get hooked? Um, well, actually, I've been uh, following pulling for oh boy, it had to be I would say nineteen eighty three, eighty four ish. Went to the uh, yeah, I'm old. Um, <laughs> Don't went ask to me. the. I was well, I would have been. Eight or nine years old, seven, eight, something like that. So I'm not that old, but uh, went to uh, pulls uh, at the Niagara Falls Convention Center back in uh, when I was up in Western New York, and that was the first time that saw you know tractor pulls and truck pulls, and it was like this is really cool. And and as we went to those events, you know, every year, you know, I remember well, it was Dave Grimm was the announcer there. Yep. And he would always, you know, Bruce Hutcherson would come out and, you know, hey, you could see this tractor this summer with five engines on it. Like, what? Come on, what? <laughs> and so that, you know, we'd go to Hamburg, we go to Syracuse, uh, Cayuga, Canada, you know, and just we, I mean, within where we lived, within a two hour radius, you had, there was, you know, four or five Grand National pulls back in the mid 80s, which was, you know, and then they pulled it, you know, the Bill Stadium, they, you know, they, so there was a lot of pulls going on. So, I uh, was able, you know, I followed that and uh, I was going to say, at least there was something cool going on at the Bills stadium, you know? Oh, man. <laughs> Ooh, that's a zinger. Wow. I don't know how I can, this is coming from Kansas city. See, I gotta, <laughs> Oh, I, I, I haven't told you the stories I, about when I flew into Kansas city, to do the pull in Wheatland. They, <laughs> I would make sure that every year that I went there, I always had a bill shirt on and they <laughs> like the, the shuttle driver, the one year from the, uh, parking lot to the airport wouldn't let me on the shuttle until I, you know, like you got to take that, you know, it was, it was hilarious. I mean, we, for four or five years, it was just the, the whole airport and I would have a, a great time with that. But, uh, but no, going back to, you know, so I, we'd always go to the polls and watch them. Uh, my, my dad, my uncle and my cousin and I, we'd, we'd all go to the polls and I was also in the dirt race and I, I, you know, I was in pretty big into that in Western New York and then um, eventually started racing dirt cars and, uh, did that for a couple of years until my oldest boy was two. And then it got to the point where I'm out in the garage and he's in the house wanting dad. And it's like, okay, I can do this later on in life. So, so that was 2004 was the last year that I raced cars. And so 2005, my wife says, you've got to find a hobby. You're driving me crazy. <laughs> so that was 2005. So 2006, I got a hold of the, uh, the local, uh, tractor pull club the empire state pullers and i'm like at the time their announcer you know he's been around a long time and you know uh kind of needed some new blood and i just kind of said you know i could probably do this so i i went to the uh president at the time was henry everman and he said yeah we'll give you a shot you know so i did that oh six that summer there and that's when i met miles at the uh the notorious pull up in canada there with the with the helicopter and um, it just kind of went went from there and just uh, went from, you know, Western New York to, you know, doing some polls in Eastern New York and then down Pennsylvania. And then, um, you know, John and Christy heard me somewhere and, you know, asked if I do this poll. And it just kind of went from there. And that's how I uh, got in the tractor right. pulling announcement. Rest history, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And then Miles, I'm, I'm assuming you, you probably... Uh, Tractor pulling was just the norm for you as you were growing up, right? Yeah. So I, it's, uh, I would tell you that, you know, we, we really, I traveled a lot. I mean, I almost was born at a tractor pull in Memphis. Um, you know, my mom ended up going to the hospital and staying overnight and, and I almost came in Memphis, Tennessee, but, uh, 
needless to say, I was born a couple of months before the farm show, about four months before the farm show. And, and, uh, so farm show of 81 would have been, uh, my first three and, and, uh, our first year there and, and, and Louisville. And I've been there every year since pretty well, but, uh, you know, following dad and, and just obviously I was really lucky, um, because the guys that I, I mean, I, Army Armstrong used to come to lunch with me at my elementary school. Um, and Harold Wallister, uh, you know, I love Harold Wallister. He was my grandfather. I, I didn't, I, 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 sadly, I lost both of my grandfathers before I was 10 years old. And uh, so I used to call Harold and Betty Grandma and Grandpa. And when I was 15 and 16, I went to Ohio and spent two weeks with them in the summers for the Buckeye Challenge. And we would sweep from Ohio State Fair up to, you know, to Bowling Green. And, and I would work the T-shirt booth with, with Betty and uh, hotel to house to hotel to house or wherever we were going at that particular time. So, you know, I had some I, I, I was lucky because I didn't think it was any different that the guy that was on the television with TNN came and had lunch with me or that I was sitting right next to Harold Wallister when I rode the very first roller coaster that ever flipped at Cedar Point. Uh, you know, my very first time ever on a roller coaster, he was holding my belly as I went <laughs> went through the flip. Um, you know, so I, I, I have such such fond memories of, of my time uh, as a child in this sport. And, and I know um, the friendships that I have, the people that are still actively involved in my life today who I was so close with at age two, three. I mean, you know, Ashley Corzine and I constantly are joking about the fact that, you know, I used to throw her off the, off the, the mountain when we were playing in the, in the pit area and, and whatever we were doing, but she and I have just been just lifelong friends. And, and so, you know, my, my dad took, took me and uh, my sister's seven years older than me. My brother's five years older than me. So um, as we got into um as we got into where I was a teenager, my siblings were college age. Uh, so it was a lot of just me and dad, you know, just, just he and I hitting the road and, you know, uh, one o'clock in the morning truck stop stops to grab something to snack on as we drove across from the next one. And, uh, I always joked that my mother attended the most tractor pulls of anybody in the history of the world without, without ever watching a tractor go down the track. Um, she'd go to target on Thursday and buy every, you know, magazine she could from people to us weekly to whatever else she could find and then she'd sit in dad's van and read magazines for six hours on friday night and if she read them all then she went and bought more on saturday morning and oh, read wow. them all saturday night and uh she'd get in the car and say hey you, you know you sounded good butch and we were gone so uh uh you know that was that was kind of what i knew and i i grew up in the city so you know livestock and all that kind of stuff was nothing that I ever dreamed about. And I chose not to participate in travel ball and things like that because I flat wanted to go pulling. So, you yeah. know, I ran cross country and the roads are always open and the parks are always open and wherever I wanted to run, I could. So if we were in Macon, Missouri, I was on the road. And if we were in Owensboro, Kentucky, I won a, ro a road race in Owensboro and I won one in Henry and I won one in Macon and they were three consecutive weekends. And the next weekend we were going somewhere else and, just keep running as much as you can. So that's what we did. Yeah, I, I, I say that regularly to and, and mean it that when I was a kid, if I'd had the choice of going to Disney World or going to the local tractor pool, I'd have picked the tractor pool every single time. I mean, I, I was, you know, like my dad got me into it when I was very little and it just grew up. I grew up. That was just part of my life, you know, and, and, and I loved it. You know, like you guys just was hooked from an early age. I learned some bad habits, I'm telling you, thinking that I need to eat <laughs> snacks at midnight, one o'clock in the morning. So now every time I get done with a pola, I got to go somewhere and get something to eat. That's well, the one thing right. I've been trying to diet. My wife told me when I got to Louisville, she said, whatever you do, you get done with the show and don't start eating again because you're doing, you know, you're doing a good job. So that was one of the things I had to really hone in on was, <laughs> was my need to eat, go That's have tough. pizza. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Jansen says, pick a show and you all three swap and just do it. Well, maybe one of these days, Gary, we'll get the opportunity. I thought we was going to get it sooner rather than later, but we may have to wait another year. So I'm not sure, but that would be cool to, to announce with you guys. I, I oh, absolutely. That. Yeah, that'd be fun. Right. Jamie Yonke is sending out a thank you to you, Miles. So you came up and introduced yourself to them and she said it meant a lot uh, to her. She uh, always dreamed of competing there and had heard 
your voice there in Freedom Hall. So, well, I try. I mean, I I will be honest with you. There are some that I miss, but even the person that uh, you know, it's, it's not my responsibility. There's nothing in my contract that says that I'm part of the greeting committee. But I can tell you that once those folks are standing in a line down there at Freedom Hall, I go give them all a fist bump if I can or a handshake and tell them good luck and thanks for coming because um, this isn't something Dan and I just, you know, it's not just a another pull and it's also not just something for us. I mean, announcing tractor pulling is something we don't take lightly. I know you don't take it lightly either. Uh, there are thousands of people that think they can talk beautifully and grab a microphone and tell a story about a tractor pull or, or have some understanding of technology and engineering and, you know, go crazy about all the smoke that's coming and that sort of stuff. But being able to have a connection with the people is really kind of something I think my dad prided himself on. And it's most certainly something I'm going to pride myself on. I'm never going to be able to explain all the engineering that just doesn't flow through my mind. But I can tell you grandkids names. And I can tell you what they're doing and, and I can tell you about their, you know, about about who they are and what kind of people they are. And, and that's my goal always. So I appreciate that, Jamie. And, and, and certainly I hope that, you know, Dan, myself, Leslie, all try to help people understand that when you come, we want you to be comfortable. We're likely going to put a microphone in your face if we can. And we're going to do everything we can to make sure your Louisville experience is is exactly what it should be. We, we try to warn them in the driver's meeting. That's uh, we've been trying the uh, last couple of years, been trying to do that, but oh, there we go. Yep. Breaking news. Here it is again. Uh, Cameron Eves, <laughs> no secret. They will be at the truck show and George will be on the floor with him. Good. He needs to be. Show. He didn't yes. get to see a single tractor go down right. the track. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Got to have his crew chief there. That's right. Calvin Miller says, you guys did an awesome job. Couldn't make the pull due to fighting cancer. So you guys make a guy feel good sitting in the hospital on the Wednesday night show being put on the big screen. Thanks a bunch, guys, from Calvin yeah, Miller. Yeah, that was awesome. We're praying yeah. for you, Sarah. Keep fighting. Yeah, absolutely. Miss Leslie, you at the pool. had a FaceTime call. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brandon Gilliland is sending a shout out there. Let's see. William Joseph Wilkinson. Dan Mayer, I always look forward to uh, to you on the microphone, will you guys be in Louisville for the truck show? And the answer is? Yes, we'll yes, be there. Yes. yes, we'll be there. Uh, Kevin Davis, uh, he's one of our promoters at Wayne, Nebraska Pool, um, Wayne County Fair. You all, you guys all do a great job announcing. And Taylor Van Beek uh, saying great podcast. Thanks, Taylor. Appreciate it. Now, and Brent Shorfeide, uh out of Illinois saying great very good job, guys. Thank you. Um, Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Now, now, Dan, you're like the historian. I mean, we, we're, we're running a little bit long here, but I wanted to quiz you just a little bit. Uh -oh. I start off, start off relatively easy, but uh, it's going to get harder. So No pressure. Here we go. No right? pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Cue up the music. No pressure. Well, Speaking of which, pulling reference, we'll be coming back. Uh, my, my son is kind of... Uh, Put this thing into high gear so we are we are we're working on this so both we, of our websites are going to be back up and running yes this year <laughs> yes before before pulling season you will see yes back up and uh yeah i so got a new website a, being built too yep it's, okay uh, what what is it miles go ahead and plug it here uh milesbeyond300.com it's it's okay. coming back up so uh sadly enough i lost everything um oh. over over a thousand posts from 2012 to 2022 and my site was hacked and oh, GoDaddy could not get it back and I have none wow. of my archives really so pretty devastating wow man sorry to hear that I didn't know that that's insane yes sir all right oh I had a sweatshirt of that truck <laughs> <laughs> I got it on a t-shirt too <laughs> Johnson Brothers Johnson Brothers out of Oklahoma. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma Showdown. Oklahoma. Yep. Can you guess where this is at? That's a little bit harder, I guess. Oh, boy. Oh, goodness. I see Huffin in the back. Yeah. It is and in I the state Joe's, of Ohio. I see Joe Smullick back there yeah. with the Super Ford. And then that looks like Huffin 3, I believe it is. That might be. You're right. Um, Good eye, where, Dan Mayer. Where that is, boy. Ohio. Take a guess at it. Late 80s. Could be Bowling Green. No. Uh -oh. I, I took the picture. I, I think it's Fort Recovery. I was going to say, that looks like Fort. With yeah. that uh, yeah, with that building over there. The light poles in that building look like Fort Recovery to me. 
Yeah, I went to the Ohio State Fair that summer in Fort Recovery. I think that's Fort Recovery. Yeah. And of course, that, that truck like is Columbus. back on the track, guys. Did you know that? Yes, um, it made its way up through uh, New York, and then made it out outlaw territory. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, Derek, uh, uh, Derek Brown is driving it now, and it's it, getting it tuned in. He had some really good hooks at the end of the season with it. So, um, and they're getting it all painted up now and getting it wrapped. So it's gonna. It'll be out I need to get it. Eddie Holland to do one of those right there. Dan. Yeah, Mike and <laughs> Mike and Scott Johnson, very uh, very good pullers. All right, just just one more here for you, Dan. Uh -oh. I really, uh -oh. Uh -oh. I might stump you here. All I'm right. gonna go back to the early '70s, so early to mid '70s here. Oh boy, we're not. Uh, oh boy, look at the flames on it. The flames might tell the story. I get out of jail free. I wasn't born till '80. <laughs> I'm a '75 model. Uh, <laughs> the flames might tell the story. Deekman, I will tell you, he had a, a twin engine tractor. He had a Corvette two wheel drive, a funny car two wheel drive. And I think uh, he even got into the monster truck game at one point. Oh, oh, Dan Patrick, Dan Patrick. Yeah, okay. that's got to be Dan Patrick. Say, so Floyd didn't have a Corvette; he had a Porsche. <laughs> Yeah. I think he always had those flames on everything he had, if I remember right. That was Samson, right? The monster truck? Monster truck, yeah. yeah. He had uh, King Crazy was the, the two-wheel drive he had. The funny hmm. car. Well, he had the Warlord. Remember the, yeah, the Warlord? Warlord. Everybody had the toy when we were kids. Okay. Yep. 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 The Warlord. And then he was, um, what was his twin he had? Uh, was it Blue King Traffic. Crazy? Something was King Crazy. King Crazy was a funny car before okay. it was Warlord. Because play school, when they made the toy, they wanted yep. a different name on there. So that's why he came up with the Warlord. But, uh, um, so Showtime, in. Showtime, maybe? Showboat. Showboat was his, Showboat. uh, modified with two engines on it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that picture was taken, I think, about 74 in Southern Ohio, yeah. a little track where I grew up, Taze Valley. Uh, track for my time. Here. So there were some big names used to come down there to that little pool, you know. Yeah, was, uh, I, I always enjoy the pictures you you post from there. Those are uh, those are pretty cool. Well, guys, I mean, we, we're, we've run long here. I, the three of us together, we could probably talk till midnight and still not run out of stories here. But I appreciate you guys taking the time out. I, I did uh, send an invite out to Leslie. I didn't hear back from her. Uh, was trying to get her on here as well. But I appreciate you guys taking the time out this evening uh, here for. The outlaw fans, we have fans all over the country as well. You saw some people checking in from Virginia and different places, but um, good to hear uh, uh, the men behind the uh, farm machinery show here on Outlawed Live tonight. And thank you guys very much for taking the time out. We, yeah, thanks for, yeah, thanks for, thanks having, for having us. us. You know, it's always great to talk with you, Ron, and good to see you at the farm show. And uh, hopefully, we'll, you know, We'll, we'll cross paths somewhere here down the road. Yeah. And Brandon, we got to put that down in paper. Yeah. We got to do a show here. One of these. Uh, yeah, that would be cool. Years. That'd be cool. If, I if say this also. multiple times a year, I feel like. But, you know, the thing I love the most about this sport is the fact that everybody's got a chance to go pulling. Yeah. And I think announcers have that same sort of scenario. You know, Dan and I are incredibly lucky that we get to do the events that we do. I think that, uh, you know, obviously you get to do the events that you do. And because of that, I think we're all pretty blessed in that sense. Yeah. But there's plenty of events out there and there's plenty of places to go pulling. And if there's a guy that has a dream about being an announcer or a young lady who has a dream about being an announcer, uh, there's no reason you can't. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Absolutely. I will tell you as well, I've learned a whole lot in terms of listening to my peers and listening to other announcers. That's usually where I learn the most. So, um I view, view you, Ron, and, and Mr. Bennett and everybody that I've ever had a chance to work with and learn from as, as somebody who can teach me something. And I think in the game of pulling, that's the same scenario as is, is I love I love the fact that you can go pulling in Texas and you can go pulling in Illinois and you can go pulling in Michigan and you can go wherever you want. Yep. And most of the time, the rules are very similar and you can be competitive and you can go win. And, and you know, I think you guys do a phenomenal job with the events that you do. And um, I have events that you get to announce that are on my bucket list, probably the same way that you have events that I get to announce that are on your bucket. Oh list. yeah. So, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't Man. know that I'll ever give up a few of them. 
but uh, yeah, <laughs> until I'm yeah. told I have to go, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going to keep trying to do the ones I get to do. Well, guys, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, phenomenal show tonight. Uh, good luck next month at the Mac Trailer, the Mac Trailer Nationals there. Yeah, winter. We'll see how the Mac Trailer Winter Nationals. And actually, I think uh, Chase is supposed to divulge the list tomorrow. So we, ah, have to, uh, okay. yeah, we, we can't. Uh, and the, the dates of that event, you want to go ahead and plug it? Uh, March 23rd. 23rd. March, March 23rd. 23rd. Yeah. Start early, too. Like, uh, I think that show starts around five o'clock. Five o'clock, okay. I believe. Yes. Tickets yes. are on sale now. Tickets are yes. on sale. Yep. Awesome. Mac Trailer Ticket National. Master, I think, right? Yeah, Mac Trailer Winter National. All right. Dan, Miles, thank you guys so much for coming on tonight. I appreciate it. And we'll see you guys down the road. All right. Sounds good, Ron. We'll see you somewhere. Thanks, yep. guys. Appreciate it. Awesome show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in tonight. Uh, the voices behind the National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville, Kentucky, Miles Krieger and, and Dan Mayer. Uh, on the show tonight. Uh, wow, that hour went really fast. Uh, when you get some announcers together, you guys could sure talk for sure. And great stories, uh, some great uh, history behind uh, the two men, the voices of the National Farm Machinery Show. Appreciate Dan Mayer and Miles Krieger for coming on. Join us next week, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Central, for another edition of Outlaw Live with Ron Stone. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Supercharged, big block Chevrolet's cotton candy. In the point standings right now, calls it high cotton.